Hey, you're listening to the Me, Myself and Mum Life podcast, where each week you'll hear me and my guests talking about the realities of life after kids. Thank you so much for joining us and I hope you enjoy this episode. So hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Me, Myself and Mum Life. Today, we're going to be focusing all around the dreaded return to work, and I'm joined today by a guest. So we've got Becky with us. So Becky, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Becky. Um, I have a motherhood page on Instagram, at life at number four. Um, I started my Instagram journey as a home account and then slowly moved on to lifestyle and motherhood when I became pregnant. Um, I share my motherhood journey on there. Um, I share, share real life on there. I share everything on there. Um, I have a little boy called Noah who's just turned one and I've recently gone back to work full time um, so I am a working mum and I'm so excited to be on the podcast today. Fab so thank you for joining me. Um, So as Becky said there um, I'm mum to Thea who is 15 months and Becky is mum to Noah who is just turned one and both of us have recently been through the journey of returning to work from maternity leave and we think it's a really important topic to cover on the podcast so hence why we've chosen to talk about this today so we both reached out on our Instagram pages so both of us kind of met I guess through Instagram um about a year ago before just before we both had our children um both obviously pregnant due to become first-time mums so had a lot in common and we've kind of spoken so much since then haven't we Becky over the last year since we met (laughs) yeah I don't I can't think of a day that we've not voice noted because I honestly don't think I could have got through motherhood without Holly because she's been a massive help to me, especially because she's had fear before me. So I was always going to her for advice. Really think it helped having someone that is going through the journey at the same time as you, just so you can talk about it because motherhood is such a hard journey. Yeah, definitely. And I think we probably connected because we're both the type of people that just sort of say how it is and we're both really honest and don't really hold back and yeah it just it's nice to know that I guess other people are going through the same journey as you um so we wanted to talk about this subject today um particularly felt relevant because of the announcements the changes to childcare last week so for anyone that's probably pregnant or due to return to work I I guess it's probably brought it to the forefront of people's minds um and we both reached out on our Instagram pages last week to our followers to say what what are the subjects that you would like us to cover when it comes to return to work journey? Um, and we had so many responses back, didn't we? Yeah, and it's a question that I get quite a lot in my messages, like how are you finding going back to work, whether that's full-time, part-time? It's just a question that I think everyone is on, is on their mind because it can be such a daunting time and I think a lot of people want advice on it. So it was definitely something that needs talking about. Yeah, 100%. And literally, probably from the minute you go on maternity leave and you get over that first sort of six weeks of everything been a blur, it's then like you're on a countdown to returning to work and it is something that's always on your mind during your maternity leave. So um, we got inundated with so many things that people wanted us to cover that we've decided to do this in two parts just so that it's not really, really long. So today we're going to be focusing on the journey of getting to the point where you return to work. So covering every aspect of that part of our experience of that and any advice that we can offer and just I guess us just sharing our honesty about how that journey felt to us and then in the second episode we'll then cover 
um, the actual return to work and how we found that as well. So that's the plan for today. And like I mentioned in the introduction, we are going to be really open and honest about our experiences, which hopefully you'll find useful and relatable if you've either been through that journey, you're going to be going through it, or you're pregnant. You know, it, it'll be really, really re relatable to everybody, I'm hoping. Um, and we do all have massively different experiences. And even me and Becky today is just two people you'll hear that we, we ourselves have had different experiences. So it is a unique journey, but it is always helpful to know that some of the things that you're feeling, I think, are felt by others as well. Definitely. So, Becky, when you're thinking about, like, that return to work journey, and, and like we said, it's probably on your mind, like, all the time during your maternity, but where do we even start, do you think, with this conversation? Um, so I think when you get pregnant, or I thought about this before I'd even, you know, got pregnant you sort of have an idea in a in your mind where you want to go so so do you want to have your parents look after them do you want your child to go to nursery do you want them to go to a childminder and then I think you sort of need to make a decision on that because I was quite shocked to find out that some children some people actually have to put their child's name on a waiting list when they're pregnant because there's such a long waiting list to send their child to nursery. So I think you sort of need to make a decision about what you actually want, how that's going to look. Um, and then throughout your maternity leave, that can change because obviously things come up. Um, you know, you might be enjoy really enjoying it and might decide to push it back your maternity leave longer. You might be really struggling. So you might decide to, you know, cut it back shorter. There's, financial things to think about so there's so many different decisions but I do know a lot of people think about this when they're when they are pregnant and I think at the moment especially now due to the childcare um reforms that are going on that people need to start thinking about it when they are pregnant so that they can if they are thinking about nursery that they can get their child's name on a waiting list because obviously there's going to be a huge demand now as well yeah, definitely. Um, and I certainly found that I had to put Thea on a, on a waiting list for her nursery when I think she was either six or eight weeks old. So it was really early. Um, but we are going to talk a little bit about like nurseries and picking nurseries, I think, in, in, a, in a little bit. But I think Becky's right. You do think about it from like the minute you get pregnant and even before that, like trying to think through the logistics of how childcare will work. Um, and I know we shared an experience, Becky, where we both came under quite a lot of pressure from family to not put our children in nursery altogether. Oh, a thousand percent. Um, I've received, it, I received a lot of um, hate for putting my child in nursery from my family because it wasn't a thing when I was a child, really. I was looked after by my nana, um, and it was always that my mum was going to do the same so she retired when I got pregnant so that she had it in her head that she was going to be looking after my little boy and I absolutely love the idea of that but the reality is that it is hard work looking after a little one he isn't um, this perfect little angel that will sit cuddling all day and watch tv he's hard work now he's on the move he wants to be doing stuff so I think after a you know after a while she has come round to the idea of this, but it was a you know a difficult phase of trying to convince my mum that actually I'm going to send my child to nursery because it's the best thing for him. Like it's not it's not because you know he's he's too little to do all these things. He can't crawl. He can't he can't walk. He can't say if he wants to go. It's about what he needs, and you know going to nursery is beneficial for him. He's watching all the other children. He's learning new things every day and he absolutely loves it. Um, so now she can see that he's loving it. She's definitely on board and she loves it. 
um, but it was a really difficult time and we you know we had a few heated conversations and my nana's not so convinced at the moment either bless her yeah definitely and I experienced the same thing like with Curtis's parents because his mum doesn't work during the week she she couldn't understand why I didn't just want her to have Thea every day um, and I felt really strongly about the benefits of them going to nursery and the social skills and the learning that they get from being around other children that I wanted her to go there and it's not that I didn't want his mum to have her but I didn't want her to have her every day um, and I can remember like both his parents kind of like cornering me when we went on holiday with them last year and telling me that they didn't think it was right that a child goes to nursery when they can't tell you whether they want to be there or not or how it is for them going to nursery and I sort of had to have like you said quite a heated conversation with them and just say like it's our choice as parents and so on but I genuinely think you face so much judgment when it comes to so many aspects of returning to work whether it's what hours you go back how quickly you go back you know what you, what your childcare arrangements are whether you choose to be a stay-at-home mom just feels like there's judgment from every angle Oh, a thousand percent. I didn't realise how much judgment there was on parents until I became a mum myself and I was shocked. Whether that's from um, car seats, whether that's from uh, what you dress your baby in, what you choose to give them to eat, what you choose, if you choose to bottle feed, you choose to breastfeed, what what age you put them in the, their own cot, in their own room, do you co-sleep? I couldn't believe the ju- amount of judgment I received as a parent considering it's the most stressful thing you'll ever go through in your entire life how much judgment there is out there is crazy and it always makes you feel like are you doing the right thing are you not but I suppose that's just motherhood for you you're constantly feeling guilty no matter what you do yeah 100% and I've I've personally never questioned myself more than since I've had Thea because it is something like you're doing for the first time that you've got no experience of so you have a lot of self-doubt anyway and I think every single mum that I've spoken to has that if you don't then great but I know most will do and will have a lot of mum guilt about absolutely everything so then when you get that judgment built on top of it it just feels really uncomfortable so I think it's just trying to work through when it comes to like thinking about your return to work and what you want your childcare arrangements to look like what is going to work for you best because at the end of the day you're the one that will have to live with that decision of whatever you choose to do not everybody else who's got an opinion on it so I think it's just speaking to your partner and you two being really like joined up on what you want to do and just go for it no matter what kind of noise you're getting around the outskirts from anybody else Oh, a thousand percent. Like if I think to, if I think about the comments I've received about my return to work, um, if I sit and listen to all them, then I, I don't think I would do anything. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd leave the house. I'd literally be a stay at home mum and not leave. Um, the amount of backlash I've received and it's, it's come in a, a good place, I suppose. Some of the comments I've received have been off actual like close friends as well. Um, and they've been, you know, throwaway comments like, oh, you know, you don't want to miss out on all those young years and, you know, spending time with no is such an important thing. And, you know, you know, you work so long that you won't see him. But I need, you know, you need to think about what's best for you and your family. I've chosen to go back to work full time, one, because I love my career and two, because I'm trying to provide the best life for him so we can go on, on all the holidays that we want. Um, and we can have all the experiences that we want Noah to have so I think it's it's really important that you've just got to think about what you want and what's best for you and your family especially at the moment when we're in the cost of living crisis um, you can, I don't feel like people should be judging people for going back to work because 
especially at the moment, everything's so expensive. I think you need some money coming in in every possible way that you can. Yeah, definitely. No, agreed. So in terms of that, like going and looking for childcare, how did you find that experience? Um, because I come from um, an education background, um, I sort of had a, like an idea set in my mind. I used to work in nursery, so I sort of had a good understanding um, and I sort of had an idea of one that I wanted to send Noah to because I'd worked in that one because it's like a big chain. Um, and I thought, right, I'm going to send him to that one. It's also cool so my mum could go and pick him up and I'm only going to do two mornings um, to ease him in and my mum can go and pick him up. Um, and then actually, when I came to look around, them, I became overwhelmed and that's com- coming from someone who has an education background. I'm a primary school teacher as well. So I can't even imagine how overwhelming it can be for other parents who don't have that background. Um, The one biggest piece of advice I can give is actually go and have a look at a few if you're undecided of what you want to do. Because I think when I had that that idea in my mind that I was going to go to that one, actually going to another one really helped me because I thought, actually, I don't like that and I don't like this. But I really liked that thing, what they did at that one. Um, and one biggest piece of advice that I got from a few of my friends is that they went off recommendations and I know that me and you have spoke about this as well Um, when I went to like a baby sensory class a few mums who obviously from the local area were mentioning different nurseries um, and I thought oh well I've never heard of that one I'll go and have a little look and I did a little bit of research online and thought oh well they've got a good offset rating so I booked to go and have a look around and when I went there I fell in love with it and I thought no I'm not looking at it anymore now I fell in love with it that's the one I'm going to go for um, but I can't I can imagine how difficult it can be for someone who hasn't got that background but the biggest piece of advice I can give is that you do you know do a little bit of research look at Ofsted's look at reviews online look at the website is there something that you like there I know some friends have um, told me in the past that they didn't like their child sleeping on the floor on the mattresses so they were they were looking at nurseries that really focus on the sleep and how they looked at like how they did that um, one thing that was really important to me when I was looking at childcare providers was that they had an app because I have been a little bit of a control freak over my motherhood journey and finding um, a nursery that used an app was would really help with my anxiety about sending Noah to nursery, me being in work and being able to go on my phone, have a little look at what's happened in his day, like what he's eating for his lunch. Oh, they sent me some pictures as well of him being happy. So that was really important to me but you know something might be completely important to you that isn't important to me so I think that's a good thing to think about as well. Yeah definitely and I I think you know I I remember when I went to Thea's nursery and and I already knew in my head I wanted to go there ideally because it was really close to home I'd had a quick look it had a good offset report and a few people had mentioned to me that their new kids that went there and it was a good nursery and so on. Um, but I went actually with one of my friends whose child was in another nursery and she was thinking of moving him over. And she was asking all of these questions. And I was just like, I wouldn't have even known what, what sort of things to ask. Or I just felt really overwhelmed by it. And I was like, this is such a big decision. But there's no like guidebook that's like, oh, these are the sort of things that you could ask. So I, I do think some of it comes down to like gut instinct and the feeling that you get when you're there and how the staff are and all of those sort of things. And I I just had a good enough feeling alongside the other things to think, yeah, no, this is the one. And I I actually didn't go and view any others. I just literally viewed 
that won because I got the feeling, you know, it was a good place for theatre to go. And I've been so happy with it since you went there. But then like you went to see many different ones. So I do think you're right. You've just got to do what's right for you to, to give yourselves that reassurance that I'm happy that my child's going to be spending time here as much as you can be. Um, and, and just kind of go with like what you've got instincts telling you as well as like that bit of research that you might have done or those recommendations or stuff that you've heard. Uh, but it, is, it does feel like such a big decision, doesn't it? Oh, a thousand percent. But I do like, like you said, the gut, gut feeling that is, that is huge. I, like I said, I had an idea of a certain one that I was sending Noah to because I'd worked in one prior to that, that big chain. And I was like, no, I'm going to send him there. And my mum's going to go and pick him up because it's really close. But when I went round, I just didn't get that gut feeling like I was really happy with it. So that gut feeling is, is really important. And one thing that you said that I forgot to mention was how the staff are as well. That is a big thing that I think is really important. How they interact with you when you're there, how they interact with your child as well is really good. So try, I know some people have said to me like, oh, did you take Noah with you when you went to look at childcare? That's a really good one. Bring your child so you can see how they interact with your child. Um, but I think we've covered our bases on that one because it is, it's such a, it's such a big, big decision but it's ultimately how you feel when you get there I think that's a big thing to think about yeah definitely and just touching on those childcare reforms that you mentioned earlier I think that is absolutely amazing because I know both me and you were paying out hundreds of pounds a month at the moment to send um, nowhere in theatre nursery which if I'm being honest I, I've although it's stuck in my throat because I, I don't once take that money out I think it, I do see it as an investment because she has come on so much since she's been at nursery so we're going to come on to that a little bit more in terms of like the benefits of them going to nursery or, or in terms of what we've seen as the benefits like in the second part of this episode um but I think going back to the childcare reforms it is a massive victory for working mums because I know the stats around how many mums uh, aren't able to return to work full time, which often means they've had to take a step back in the career or they've had to move into another role or they've tried to go back full time and it's just too much. And they've ended up having to leave what has been a successful career. Um, and for me personally, I was 35 when I had Thea. So I'd spent the best part of 20 years building my career up and it's a big part of my identity. So although I love being a mum, going back to work and and having that part of my identity back was super important to me. And I think if I'd have had to give that up, that would have really, really affected me. Um, so I, I think it just gives the, the, being able to get some more free hours will give people more choice about their options when it comes to work. And everybody again will be different, but you know, if you do want to be able to go back to work full time, and we're going to talk about that in a second, at least now you're going to have the financial backing to enable you to do that. Cause there's nothing worse than that feeling of thinking I'm literally working to pay a nursery bill what's the point oh a thousand percent I've spoken to quite a lot of mums um who are on that where they what is the point of going back to pay the nursery bill like oh they're actually coming out with minus money and it's such a sad it's such a sad statistic that that we're in at the moment so I'm so glad that something has been done someone's listened finally and there's going to be a huge change in childcare um, because there's so many working mums out there who want to go back to work, like you said, but they're just in a situation where they can't. So I'm so glad this has happened. And I think it's it's going to be an interesting few years seeing how this pans out. But um, I'm so glad that something's been done. It's a, such a positive move. I'm so glad it's happened. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think you're right, it's probably going to be a bit of a turbulent couple of years whilst childcare providers adapt to it and stuff. But definitely, if you are looking for a nursery, you're probably better looking as soon as possible if you're pregnant or you've just had a child. Because I'm literally trying to increase the days by one and I've got an 11 month waiting list and that was before the um, announcement. So I know nurseries are going to become really inundated. So I think, you know, in the longer term, it's absolutely what's needed to help women to continue with the careers. I just think the next couple of years will probably be a bit bumpy as it sort of beds in and the funding becomes available and, and everything else. Um, so, yeah. But in terms of um, that decision then, so you've obviously thought about your childcare and everything else. And you, Becky, I know you had a year off. I had nine months off. And I think just in terms of sharing my experience of maternity leave, I get asked a lot at work, especially when it's people I haven't seen for a while, or how, how was your maternity leave? Were you dreading coming back? And I think for me, I, I actually wasn't. So I do love my job. Um, and I mentioned before my career is a big part of like my identity and what I'm used to and my routine and probably about three months into maternity leave once the blur of tiredness started to wear off I, w I really struggled at times to be off work and not have my brain as active as what it normally is and I can remember begging Curtis time after time about wanting to go back and being jealous when he left the house and it was me that was like left to look after Thea all day and that made me feel guilty as a mum but it was just truly how I personally felt like being at home all day every day like going through a routine it just I found it really hard so I promised myself I'd have the nine months off just so that I didn't regret it in the future um but I started my return to work from about seven and a half months in like a phased return and then returned back fully at nine months so I know from like reaching out on my Instagram page about this episode people have faced a lot of judgment again about not having enough time off work um, and the fact that oh you're going to miss out you're going back too soon and so on and so on but again I think that just comes down to again how you feel and what's right for you and actually financially a lot of people as you said just are not in a position where they can take a year off at the moment and if you want to when you can then great but if not it's definitely not something you should feel guilty about is it? No, a hundred percent. Like you, like you said, you, I've said time and time again, you've got to do what's best for you and your family. And yes, it would be absolutely amazing that everyone could have the whole year off with their child. But if it's not right for you, it's not right for you. So uh, it's really difficult when you're a mum. You feel judged no matter what you do, and you feel guilty no matter what you do. But like you say, some people really do struggle on maternity leave. I had a bit of experience where I was I was on a bit of a roller coaster. Sometimes I would absolutely love it and think, oh, I never want to go back. And other days I would really struggle and I would find it really hard. And I, like you said, I was in a situation where I was similar to you, where some days I would be jealous of Adam going out to work and I wanted to be back in work because I was, I was similar to you in such a busy job. I struggled with a lack of routine. Um, so then I sort of had to like create a routine with you know with my mom my friends to try and get me out of the house because I would some days I would hate being stuck in the house um so yeah I I sort of experienced a bit of a roller coaster where sometimes I would absolutely love work, being off on maternity leave sometimes I would absolutely hate it and want to go back to work um but I told myself no I'm having the year off um and I got myself to a point where I was actually when I think I got to about 10 months I was like no I'm getting a bit bored now I'm going to start my phase return so I started using my kit days and I would do one day a week for a while and then I was like oh actually no I'm really liking this it feels like I've never been back um, and then I requested a phase return so I went back um, part-time 
for a few weeks and it that I could highly recommend to anyone because it really eased me back into going back into you know full-time work I think if I didn't do that and I didn't do my kit days I think I would have drove myself insane and had a, a mental breakdown yeah definitely and I, I think we're going to touch on that shortly as well a bit more about your actual return to work um but I think just again going back to that feeling of like when's the right time and what time I should take off I know I've spoken to you Becky before about you know when whenever I was meeting other mums that didn't know me that well or I didn't know them at classes and so on and all they I would hear all the time is I'm dreading going back to work I don't want to go back to work and that that honestly made me feel like often like am I normal like am I am I not a good mum because I didn't necessarily feel like that like I was really looking forward to going back to work and being a mum and that, that that just didn't seem to register with anyone else that I was speaking to until maybe sometimes I was one-to-one with people and then when you got chatting to them they'd be like oh yeah no I do miss work and you think sometimes I think mums have a tendency to say what they think should be said instead of how they actually feel um, and that, for me personally, made me think sometimes, oh, God, am I am I all right? But I bet other people in that group were probably thinking the same thing and just not saying anything. And it, like I said, it was only when you're then one-to-one with people that they start actually being honest. And I, I think there's, there's more room for like people just saying it how it is and being honest because it makes us all feel better about the things that we might be feeling, especially when it comes to like mum guilt. Oh, a thousand percent. I've experienced similar situation to you where like I can remember when I've been to baby classes and people that conversation does come up and I was one out of say say six or seven people who was going to go back full time everyone else had been like oh why are you going back full time oh are you not going part time are you not are you not going to be a stay-at-home mum and I was made to feel like a bit of an odd one out for actually no I'm going back to my career I'm looking forward to it I've had such a lovely time off with Noah but yeah I'm, I'm going back to my job and that's what I want to do um, and you sort of, I felt sort of felt like I was like, oh, um, like you said, am I? Um, is there something wrong with me because I'm the only one? And like you said, only until you get on a one-to-one conversation with someone actually would come out and say, actually, no, I'm going back to my career, um, and I'm, you know, I'm not going back part time. I'm going back full time. Um, but it's you sort of feel judged for saying that, and I think it it is a like sort of a touchy subject. When I think back to when. I've approached my return to work. I was constantly getting messages on my Instagram. Am I going back part-time? Am I going back full-time? Um, when am I going back? I've had so many messages about it. I do feel like it's a very touchy subject. And like you said, it's a conversation that not a lot of people are very honest about, about wanting to actually go back. Um, a lot of people, I think it's sort of, you've, you're supposed to say, no, actually, no, I want, I, I'm so dreading it. I don't want to go back when actually a lot of people do want to go back, they just sort of feel like they can't say it. So I do think you're right in that aspect. Yeah, and we will come on to talk in episode two about um, like how our experience has been once we've actually returned and like what's like on the other side of this journey. Um, because I- I'm probably the happiest mum I've ever been since I've been back at work, but I definitely didn't anticipate feeling like that during that period of my maternity leave it was more like worrying about absolutely everything and quite a lot of anxiety Um, and I think one of the things that helped me as well was I had fear in December 21 and then February so two months later I was already getting in touch with my employer to talk about 
what that return to work would look like. And I can remember my boss at the time saying, oh, I didn't expect to hear from you this soon. But for me personally, knowing what what it was going to look like was so important to me because it was hanging over me and I was literally feeling that there was like a ticking clock and I wasn't sure like when I was going to go back and what I was and, you know, what that return was going to look like in terms of it being phased or whatever. And I found that like giving me loads of anxiety. So I just got in touch with them and I proposed what I wanted to do. So I I did drop a day and consolidated a couple of my hours into other days. Um, but my job is ultimately still the same workload as it was before. So it has been a massive adjustment for me um, because I'm essentially doing the same job in less hours. But having that Monday off worked really well but I wanted to get that agreed up front and I wanted to agree like what my keeping in touch days were going to look like and when I would return and all of that from like a financial point of view as well I just felt like I needed to have that clarity so I don't think it can it can be too soon for you to have that conversation with your employer and you can still change it later like you said things do change but at least having a bit of a plan that's been agreed it just saves you like dreading those negotiations about what you want to return um, on what terms you want to return oh definitely I did I spoke to my employer similar like quite quickly about what I wanted um, I originally told them that I was definitely having the nine months off um, but I might be having 12 so then once I actually made that decision I got in touch with them quite early on in some of my maternity leave I think Noah was like three or four months old and I told them no I'm having the full year off um and that made me feel a lot better I got sort of got that off my chest and I like I felt a lot be- a lot better about that situation um and then I think I was about six or seven months old when I sort of discussed about I want to go back on a phased return um and like you said it made me feel a lot better knowing that that was sorted quite early on so that I could actually enjoy my maternity leave. I also then knew financially where I was up to um, and I sort of like planned that all out. And I feel do feel like getting in touch with the employer, like you said, quite early on, if that's what you want to do, doesn't help you feel a little bit better because it's one less thing to worry about. And um, so I definitely agree on that. Yeah, and I know for you, you were exploring the options, weren't you, quite early about could you go back part-time, would you have to go back full-time? And then having quite a few months left of your maternity to leave to sort of get your head around the fact you're actually going to go back full time probably helped you and that's just from conversations that I know we've had outside of this conversation today but just giving yourself time to process what your options are and then making a decision and giving yourself a bit of space to do that before you actually went back oh definitely because I think back to like way before I was even pregnant or even trying to have a baby I sort of had it in my head that no I'm always going to go back part-time um because my job is too hard to do full-time and be a mum um and then actually when I started to when I was actually pregnant and when I had Noah started to look into it and one like it's sort of not possible in my career I know a lot of there is a lot of part-time teachers but like you said you know you've condensed your hours haven't you and you've had one last day but you're still doing the same amount of work it's a similar situation with us um but you're actually losing quite a lot of money and me financially for my family it's just not worth it um also you know you could also be told no as well like they don't have to give you that so you know it's a really difficult decision but like you said having that time to process it and get your head around it is definitely um it's definitely worth doing because it really helped me having such a long time to like 
focus on what I'm doing and what I'm what I'm going back to um so definitely doing it early on really really helped me yeah you made a good point there as well because some employers just can't accommodate you going part-time I was really really lucky actually um because there isn't many people that do my job you know in less hours but it just isn't possible and again it's sad that some people that for them that means they have to leave their career and make that difficult decision and I think that must be really really difficult um, and hopefully these childcare changes will help support that because at least it means that you know you do you do get um you do get some financial support to enable you to even do that so I guess that'll help but ultimately for some people and I know for me definitely it was more like just wanting to try and spend a bit more time with Thea but I know that I know from our chats that that's something you've struggled with Becky and like thinking oh I'm I'm not gonna get that time with him and again we'll go on to the um reality of that in episode two of like those days where you just don't see them and so on that that all comes with returning to work but I suppose today we're focusing on that lead up to returning to work so in terms of like some of the other things that were going on for me I I I was super anxious about um because Thea always had a really good routine with me from really early on I've already mentioned my love for a routine and it was no surprise to anyone that Thea had not a super fixed routine but she did have a routine that we followed um and I was worrying so much about things like her not sleeping there like you said about the mattresses on the floor I mean my nursery has a mixture of different things like mattress on the floor and cots but even so the chaos in that room when I went to visit it and then um like the food that they had on the menu I was like she's just never going to eat any of that and she's not going to sleep there and I was so worried like her routine's going to go out of the window is she then going to be awake all night long like how is all of this going to pan out so and, and actually, that's probably the biggest thing I get asked about when people are talking about like return to work is like their worries about how the child's going to settle at nursery, what's going to happen to the routine, are they going to give them two naps and all that sort of thing. So I, I think you can probably relate to that as well. Oh, a thousand percent. You know, from our conversations that that was my biggest worry because I'm similar to you where Noah has a really good routine, but can struggle with his naps at home. So sometimes we have, we go through phases with Noah. Sometimes he's absolutely amazing. He has his naps spot on, no worries. Other times we've had such a battle. I've shared this on my Instagram stories quite a lot because it can be so hard. It can be so hard. So that was my biggest worry about how is he going to sleep there? Because at the moment he sleeps in a complete dark room, blackout blinds, blackout curtains, white noise, sleeping bag comforter bottle it's such a set routine no one knows it like down to the t to the point where he literally spits his dummy out as soon as he walks into that room because he knows he's having a bottle and he knows he's going to sleep so that was my major worry how is he going to sleep at nursery because like you said it's it can be chaos in in a nursery room um and is he going to eat there because i found my weaning journey so difficult sometimes no i wouldn't eat sometimes he would eat lots um, so that was a really big worry for me. Um, but all I can say is, like, speak to the nurse, you know, speak to your childcare provider because once I'd, I I spent so long worrying about it and overthinking it and you know speaking to you, Holly, speaking to um, my mum about it, and I, and in the end, I literally just had to go and speak to them. And as soon as I spoke to them, I felt a million times better. Um, so I think the biggest piece of advice is if you're worrying about those sort of things speak to your childcare provider, but also 
know that it is going to work out so like no worries sleeping at nursery because he's so so busy in the day there that he is ready for that nap so he does sleep at the moment he's not sleeping very well because he's only just started sleeping there um but he is sleeping and he's not he's going down without a fuss um and the eating it just sort of clicks like the they're watching all the other children and they eat and I, I think you're in a similar situation, Holly, that they eat a lot better at nursery than they do at home. They'll eat things that what they would never eat at home. Yeah, 100%. And I've got um, Hudson as well, who's my stepson that's four, and he's still the same now. Like, I'll go on his app when he gets home and look what he's eating, and he's, like, had a mackerel sandwich. And I, I swear to you now, he would never eat fish in here. So I say to him, Hudson, why do you eat that at nursery and you don't like you don't like it at home? And he just, like, gives you a little smile, and they're all the same, and it doesn't matter whether they're six months old, 12 months old, or four years old. I think that they just copy what other people are doing around them. So... I know that we're going to go on a little bit more to when they actually start nursery, but if you listen to this and you're going to be returning, then just be reassured that does all click into place like Becky mentioned. And actually, when I drop Thea off in the morning, she sits in this little chair at the little table with all the other babies having a toast and I walk out and I can see her in the window and it's so cute. And I'm like, she's just there munching a toast. And I just, yeah, I think that they just get used to doing what everyone else is doing around them. But that was probably the thing I was most nervous about in anything to do with Thea going to nursery. That and then obviously worrying about her thinking, my mummy's left me, she's abandoned me and all of this other stuff. When if you like take a rational step back, like babies don't really have a sense of time. They don't know that you've left them all day or whatever. So I think a lot of it is guilt we put on ourselves and things we tell ourselves because the reality is they're not sitting there thinking oh my mum's left me um are they so it's it is just genuinely like our own worries for us our, our kids that we then probably make ourselves feel 10 times worse than we need to oh a thousand percent that you know I know some um my friend's little girl she you know she still cries when her mum drops her off but then two minutes later when I go in the room because I'm usually in the queue behind her when I go back in the room when they let me in she's sat there happily eating a breakfast so they, they do put on a little bit of a show for you when you drop them off but they soon forget about it don't get me wrong it can be heartbreaking seeing them so upset when you drop them off but they're not going to be sat there crying all day this this the childcare provider put on so many so many different activities um they they're just so they, you know they're so active they've got other ones around them as well you know they'll have an amazing time it's definitely more guilt you put on yourself that can make you feel even worse than than the actual fact they're actually happy there um and obviously the childcare provider will let you know if they are upset so my you know my nursery usually say oh he's had he's been a bit up and down today and then i know if he's had an amazing day because they go oh he's had an amazing day and we've had no tears whereas if he's a bit mm, whingy they'll say oh he's been a bit up and down so you know definitely speak to the child provider because they can reassure you that you know or even just ring them once you've dropped them off um just to check how they are um and it does get better after time it, it's going to be hard when you first drop them off but just you know do you know reassure yourself that after a while it does get better and you know it's going to get better the more they go the better it gets yeah definitely you're so right about that thing you said about your friend because I know that's true with Thea even if I drop her off anywhere to be honest she'll have a big performance that I'm leaving her and then five minutes later she's fine but unfortunately like the image that's left on your brain is like how upset they were when you left and then you've got to go and walk into work and start your working day. So it, 
it, it can be hard, but you are right. In the grand scheme of things, it does all work out okay in the end. So I think we've covered there loads of stuff about probably all the things that are on people's minds when it comes to returning to work. And I hope you've been able to relate to a lot of the stuff that we've talked about in terms of some of the judgment you're having on the decisions that you make and just the practicalities of the whole part of returning to work. And in the next episode, we're going to cover a lot more about the realities once you've returned, how you can juggle all of those plates, um, what, what it's like dropping them off and everything else that goes with it. So... Thank you so much for listening today. It is Mother's Day tomorrow as we're recording this. So for you guys yesterday, um, and no matter whether anyone else spoils you, it's just a really good time, I think, Mother's Day, just to pause and remember that I know all parents are amazing, but mums really are amazing. And we should all be so proud of ourselves because as Becky mentioned at the start, it is an absolute roller coaster. It's really, really challenging. As amazing as it is, it's hard work. And we should all give ourselves a big pat on the back because... It's a brand new journey to most people. And even if you're on your second, it still feels like a brand new journey. So we should all be really, really proud of ourselves as mums for everything that we achieve. Um, but thank you, Becky, for joining us on the podcast today. Don't forget you can follow Becky on Instagram, life at number four, and myself, Holly and Thea, where we share on a daily basis what it's like really being a mum. So in between these podcast episodes, please feel free to follow us and, and see what our life really looks like. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you don't miss any future episodes of Me, Myself and Mum Life. Thanks again, Becky, for joining us today. Thank you. It's lovely having you.